It is Thursday, April 15th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Duval Motor Company. And now, a guy who'd really like it if somebody, anybody, would just buy him a toaster. J.P. Shadrick. A really nice toaster, please. Welcome in. Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, plenty to get to. Here's what's on the program today. The off-season program schedule announced. How many teams will show for it? Well, we know a few that are not planning to. We'll get to that. Trevor Lawrence featured in Sports Illustrated yesterday. And some comments from maybe the future Jaguars quarterback. Joe Cullen, the Jaguars defensive coordinator, describes the defensive scheme to John Osher in an article on Jaguars.com. We'll discuss. And we'll go around the National Football League. Did good you, afternoon, Lodge. Good afternoon. Did you just say that Trevor Lawrence could be the Jaguars? Could be. I mean, he's not yet. I mean, in theory. I, I, what, what is the draft now? Three, two weeks. Two weeks away? April 29th. Okay. I'll I'll never forget the in the weeks leading up to the draft, and this is going back a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Nineteen eighty nine. It's a little while ago. That's I won't tell you how ago. old I was that year, but okay. Yeah, uh, you, were you single digits? I was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. But I remember very distinctly, and, and I, I was sitting there going, "Just don't get hurt." Uh, you know, you drive your car, you know, you're, you're being real careful. You're in the right lane. You're you, just, you remember that commercial that was in a Super Bowl a few years ago and, right. when, uh, and the old couple's driving and, and, he, and he, she turns to her husband and says, you're driving like a bat out of Haiti. And he's just kind of creeping along. I mean, that's kind of what I was doing prior to the draft. I mean, because the only thing in your mind is just get me to the draft. Get me to the draft and let me get selected. And then after that, you know, maybe we'll – throw a little bit less caution to the wind but uh but that's kind of where it was at and and but it's an amazing time for all these prospects I mean the families are excited and I know with COVID and everything else that was certainly was a challenging year but I mean this is a, this is a big moment for for some of these young men this is a big moment for their families and we certainly understand that it's a big moment for some franchises this one included and right at the top it was interesting you talk about Almost basically bubble wrapping yourself before yeah. the draft. Well, there's Jabril Cox is a linebacker for LSU. He's working out like his own little pro day three days before the draft. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Which is, I mean, you know, maybe he just wants to prove something or, or whatever. Well, I, I mean, for me, I uh, why would you have, have, first of all, three days prior to the draft, most of the hay is in the barn, <laughs> I was gonna say. so yeah. to speak. What, what, right. I, what I mean by that is, most of the teams have already done their draft order stacking, and I don't think a workout that's three days prior, unless something bad happens, I think you can only hurt yourself hmm. with a workout three days prior to the draft, in my opinion. I just don't understand the value for the player in working out at that point. Let's get to uh, some of the biggest news this week around the NFL. The offseason program finally has been announced by the NFL but the NFLPA is sending out a few announcements that some teams will not be attending the voluntary practice. Let's start with the schedule as announced by the league, though. It was announced yesterday. Phase one starts Monday, and it goes through May 14th. Virtual meetings only, still the same limits as are now in the facility in the weight room. And the clubs will all effort vaccine availability for players, staff, and their families. Phase two 
It is only a few days long, May 17th to 21st, virtual meetings, on-field drills with coaches, but no contact, and it has to be at a quote-unquote teaching pace. And then phase three, we know it as OTAs, May 24th through June 18th, includes a three-day mandatory minicamp and 10 OTA practices. They can have in-person or virtual meetings. And then here we go. Then the break comes, and then training camp at the uh, end of July, I suppose. But Th- that's this is the plan. Kind of, this is kind of what I, what I was talking about when I was envisioning condensing everything together so that you could have a little bit better handle mm-hmm. on your player management. And uh, uh, it's a little longer in that third phase than I was anticipating. It's about normal. The third I, phase. Yeah, is I about was. Normal. I was expecting maybe two weeks. And their their time period is certainly much longer than that, yeah. and I think three maybe three and a half weeks. Yeah, that second phase is usually much longer, couple at least two right. or three weeks. Right. So you basically you're having a month of virtual, yep. and then you have four days where you can go on the field and you do basically walk through practices. Essentially, is what that is. And then after that point, then you're going to have your regular stuff. <clears throat> I don't like what the union did, and and here's why. Yeah, they've put out what. They've put out statements on behalf of certain teams' players that they are not going to attend. No, no, That's no. Well, the the teams actually put out that information. The t- the players on individual teams put out information. Right. So Detroit, Tampa Bay. Um, I don't know if there have been any other teams, but I know Detroit and mm-hmm. Tampa Bay sticks out in my mind that they said that they will not be attending any of the voluntary work that's going to be in the off season. And, and for me, I, I just, I don't understand why, why you would put as a union, why would you encourage your membership to do something that you know for a fact that not everybody's going to comply? Right. You know, because the one thing that you have to be able to do as a union is to be, to be as one, to show solidarity. And I think what's going to happen and will happen without question because there's different teams that have different bonus structures for off-season workouts, this team being one of them. There's other teams in the league that are, for example, Green Bay and Buffalo have high off-season incentives, and the reason why, they have a hard time attracting the players to live in Green Bay and to live in Buffalo. That's a fact. That's been that way for years. And so there are – Significant incentives to get the players to live in that market in the offseason. The players are not going to bypass 606 figures. And I don't care if somebody's making millions. Uh, the reality is, if you're making six figures as an offseason workout bonus, you're not going to, what are you going to say, no, I'm not going to do that? <laughs> Just because the union put out a statement that says, you know, we want all of our players to, to not report for anything voluntary. And if I'm the player and I've got a bonus, I'm saying to hell with the union. I mean, what, right. are you, what are you talking about? Right. And here, here's the other reality. Yes. If you're vaccinated and you're in an environment that's controlled, which the league is going to do its best, way better, okay, than Joe's gym around the corner that a player could work out on his own. It makes zero sense for the union to put out that information. And I have a problem with that, and I've been a union guy. Uh, you have, yes. Uh, I was a vice president of the union. I was a player rep for eight years, a vice president for two years, and I have I have no understanding as to why the union would do this. I think J.C. Treader stepped on his tongue, 
in this one, in okay. my opinion. So there's, there are six teams now. The Bears are the latest today to put out a statement of some sort. Now, the interesting part is some of these, the first couple of statements were like, nobody's going. And then I think they realized, oh, wait a minute, some guys really have to go to get these bonus checks. Well, you know, we're looking at it here. You mentioned there's some teams with different off-season structures, right, for the bonuses and all mm-hmm. that, the workout bonuses. And the Jaguars... Uh, this is off uh, Pro Football Talk, but it's uh, from OverTheCap.com as well. Well, the Bills have 28 players with workout bonuses, just over $3 million total. Packers have 19. Those are the two you mentioned. The Jaguars are next right there with 24 players at $3.7 million. Which has always been the way that the Jaguars have wanted to be, and it started going back in the days of Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin wanted his players here in this market, and then it continued on throughout. And then, obviously, a lot of the incentives that we're seeing aren't recently negotiated by Urban Meyer. These are what was already in place from the Tom Coughlin, Dave Caldwell, Doug Marone regime. But I just just don't understand. Yeah, why, Why do you have to put a statement out when it's already voluntary anyway? Well, Just don't come. That. And and then the biggest point, JP, is why would you put a statement out that your membership will not back up? Because and, and it, because right. when I, when I say that that it makes sense to to be in in the place where you can train and, and for, to be safe. Do I would I rather come to TIA Bankfield and work with trainers, strength coaches, and coaches? that have all been vaccinated, that have a regular cleaning policy, that have a unbelievable staff on hand to make sure that this place is clean from top to bottom every day. Rehab an injury at a place that I know is clean top to bottom that has people that have been vaccinated because they're in tier one or tier two Mm -hmm. versus trying to do all that on your own somehow somewhere with all those safety protocols that that can't be in place that won't be in place i I just i just don't understand the mindset and i understand it's voluntary all you had to do was put out a statement is that is saying we have believed in the voluntary portion of the all season, and we continue to believe in that. We want players to make the best decision in their interests as individuals. We, as a union, support our membership, whatever decision that they make. You don't come out and make a blanket statement that says that they shouldn't go. It's ridiculous because you know what? As a as a, as a union member, there's guys that want to go. There's guys that want to come in and work out with their with their teammates yeah. that want to work with their new coach, that want to learn yeah, that need to get a new system. Time on the field to get better, you know, technique, it, all that stuff. And, and I don't know, if, can I say the A-S-I-N-I-N-E word? Is asinine. That, asinine. Yeah. It's an asinine statement yeah. by the union. Why wouldn't you say that? I just wanted to make sure. I don't want to get <laughs> the FCC <laughs> yeah, okay. coming and firing well, me better and safe you than and sorry, Joe, just guess. because of something I said. Or, you know, uh, <laughs> forgiveness instead of permission, too. You can just go that way. <laughs> anyway, that, that just, <laughs> you know, I felt, I, I texted you earlier today, and I, I felt pretty strongly about that. I felt that. like it, just, it, yes. It makes, it makes no sense. It, it makes no sense, and, here, and here's the bad part. It's going to make the union look bad. Really. It's going to make the union look bad because where the, where the union has, has had 
Detroit, Buffalo, or whoever, they put out these things and said, okay, we have agreed that we're not going to go. And then all of a sudden, guys start to go because they start realizing that that's probably their safest alternative to preparing for a season is to be able to do it in their market where they're going to be playing football and, and working for their employer. How's that going to make the union look? It's going to make them look like a bunch of buffoons that don't know what they're doing. Now, last year, the, the, the union was marvelous, tremendous, a big part of why the season went off in, in, in its entirety. But this year, big mistake. If you're looking for a way to stay active and eat healthy, you can join Jags alumni players as they teach football fundamentals and join members of the Roar as they make their favorite dairy snacks. Visit jaguars.com slash community to fuel greatness from anywhere. I love your passion tonight, Logs. A little, we'll, can I get a little fired let's up? Let's talk about this the rest of the show. I like this. <laughs> We're back with more. We'll hear about Trevor Lawrence's interview with Sports Illustrated and Joe Cullen's conversation with John Osher. We're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing healthcare for good. Starting April 28th, get ready for adventure. Travel Camp presents the Jacksonville RV Stadium Show and Duval Draft Experience. This is the place for the largest selection of RVs, including new towables from top brands. Factory reps will be on site with discounts and incentives. Special financing is available for this event only. Plus, check out product demos, win cool prizes, and meet special guests. The Jacksonville RV Stadium Show, April 28th to May 2nd, and Duval Draft Experience, April 29th. Free parking in Lot M. Hi, this is Dr. Patrick Basil of Basil Plastic Surgery and Wellness. I'm a proud veteran of the U.S. Navy, and during my active duty time, I had the amazing privilege to serve our country and those who were wounded in combat. Helping my patients return to a normal life, I was able to provide an unparalleled level of care, which I've carried over to my own private practice today. As the official plastic surgeon of the Jaguars, I would like to wish the Jags best of luck and invite you to visit us at patrickbasilmd.com. At Tropical Smoothie Cafe, one taste and you're feeling good now, smiling wider now, seeing brighter now, bucket dunking now, staying now, popping a wheelie now, living lighter now. You're on Tropic Time now. And on Mondays, try our Jaguars Duval Delight Smoothies for $2.99. And you're roaring louder now, end zone dancing now, sipping spirit now. You're on Tropic Time now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe. The best thing about working at Fair and Farrah is all of the employees. We all work together. It's extremely enjoyable to come to work every day. There's a, um, a common cause or goal. No matter what your job is, we're all there for the client. We are dedicated to our clients 100%. We do everything it takes to maximize the value of their claims. Fair and Farrah is really the Farrah family. When they choose us, they choose a family to fight for them and to protect them and to make sure that they're in a good place and that they have somebody on their side. Farrah and Farrah, here for you, here for good. Jacksonville. On the road, there's a thin line between safety and tragedy. Don't cross it. Give law enforcement, first responders, and service professionals the space to safely do their jobs. When you see flashing lights, move over a lane or slow down 20 miles per hour below the posted speed limit. See lights? Move over, Florida. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles and the Florida Highway Patrol. 
Jaguars fans, did you know that with Drizzly, you can get Tito's Handmade Vodka delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Well, you can. And now they're giving all fans $10 off their first order. Use the code JAGS10 at checkout. Just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com and make sure you're all set to mix it up with Tito's Handmade Vodka for the perfect game day. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. And remember to use the special code JAGS10 to save $10 on your first order. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Crafted to be savored responsibly. It will be interesting to see how Balky approaches all of it. The draft, the look ahead because it's an uneven playing field. So how can I judge who's normally going to pop their final season and how when you don't have those things? And so how much do you know about the 2022 class? That comes into play when you're making some decisions on 2021. It's a different landscape, man. It's more volatile, more Wild Wild West-like than I ever can imagine, ever can remember. That's Bucky Brooks, NFL Network, and Jaguars media analyst on the Huddle Up podcast yesterday on the official Jaguars podcast network and uh, kind of looking ahead to 2022 a little bit. A lot of unknowns in college football. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Duval Motor Company, J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman. And if you're looking for a way to stay active and eat healthy, join Jags alumni players as they teach football fundamentals and join members of the Roar as they make their favorite dairy snacks. Visit jaguars.com slash community and fuel greatness from anywhere. Uh, and some uh, breaking news after the, the show started, Lons. Okay. Another team has joined with an announcement saying they are not going to attend voluntary off-season workouts <laughs> this season. Who's that? The Cleveland Browns have said... Uh, we stand in solidarity with players from other clubs by exercising our CBA right to not attend in-person voluntary workouts this offseason. We are professionals who train year-round wherever we spend our offseason. As we proved last year, we'll be ready to compete this upcoming season. It's a longer uh, statement, but that's the latest. So the seventh team now. Yeah, and, and I'm just curious, do they ever allude to the, to the issue of worrying about a, the pandemic? Yeah, earlier it says, yeah, COVID-19 continues to affect our players, families, communities, and must continue to take it seriously, okay. ongoing threats. Feel, there, you know, there's no question that COVID continues to affect some communities. But what the NFL is doing in this month of virtual activity is encouraging vaccinations to create the community in each NFL Environment, yeah, each bubble, team you, environment. Bubble, but you know what I mean. It's not yeah. a complete bubble, but it's it's creating an environment that's going to be safer than any other environment that the player is going to be able to utilize to prepare for a season. And I think that's what's disappointing is that the the union, in reality, if you look at it, they're choosing to encourage their membership to choose an environment that is not safer than the environment that the NFL we will be able to provide by having the vaccinations in place, by having only vaccinated people within Tier 1 and Tier 2 around the players and touching the players, et cetera. So I just don't understand exactly why the union, after being so good last year, this year has become, in my opinion, very bad. Let's get to Trevor Lawrence, the um, 
possible future Jaguars quarterback. Well, he was possible. <laughs> featured this week in Sports Illustrated, article by Michael Rosenberg, and he was on the cover uh, also this week. And Did we he interview him over at the uh, Masters by chance? Uh, I don't think so. I think it was after that. Okay. Uh, but if you're watching on video on uh, Jag Social, you see the cover of Sports Illustrated there. And um, the... the the uh, subhead of this article is the best quarterback to come into the draft in nearly a decade. Lawrence will enter the NFL with the billing of a general generational signal caller, a keen sense of self, and a burning desire to prove absolutely nothing. And he's quoted a little later in this article, and this is the quote I think that's uh, kind of churned up some reactions, um, at least from the national media types, a few of them. Um, Quote, I want people to know that I'm passionate about what I do, and it's really important to me, but I don't have this huge chip on my shoulder that everyone's out to get me, and I'm trying to prove everybody wrong. I just don't have that. I can't manufacture that. I don't want to. End quote. That's Trevor Lawrence in this article. Check it out. Sports Illustrated. It's uh, real in-depth. His uh, now wife is in there with him also with... Uh, a few things about how his uh, process is going, getting off the injury and the wedding and everything. So it's a really recent conversation. Right, so let me let me guess. He probably received some criticism for that quote. He did. Yes, I saw uh, Lewis Riddick on ESPN was not a fan of how that <laughs> came across, and I think that's part of the the thing too. He said earlier, just like I don't really. It, it, the reaction to it is not going to bother him either. Well, and the reason you why know? people, I think, and here. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with what he says at all. And the reason why people, some people are probably getting upset is because they want Trevor Lawrence to have this chip on his shoulder that is Like he was wrong huge. back in the old days. They said he couldn't do it. They've always said he could do it, like, and he's done it. Like why would he be what, – what chip? Look, there's no I, chip. I, I, I'm here to tell you, JP, the greatest players that I've ever played with, and I'm talking Hall of Famers, never had a huge chip on their shoulder. The only chip, or if you wanted to call it a chip on their shoulder, was they wanted to be great. Their search for greatness. And I'm talking Ronnie Lott, Art Monk, Tony Baselli. I'm talking Hall of Famers, some of the greatest players to ever play in the game. They didn't play the game because they had something to prove to somebody. They had something to prove to themselves that they wanted to be great, that they wanted their teams to be great. And so for... Lewis Riddick or whoever else out there that wants to criticize Trevor Lawrence because he doesn't have a, quote, chip on his shoulder, uh, boy, that's a stretch. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's just good. I mean, you know. Look, look, look maybe he doesn't want to prove anybody wrong. But all he wants to be is great. Right. Maybe he wants to be the, the epitome of greatness. Would that not be good enough for motivation? <laughs> Do we have to have somebody that that is – in your face, I told you I could do that. All you doubters and naysayers, that's for you. I mean, come on. <laughs> All you haters out there, <laughs> listen up. I got something for you. Man, it's, it's, it's like uh, I, I, I'll draw the comparison. In today's day and age, you find some players that get motivated by what they may read on social media. Right. I mean, really? You take every little thing as a slight. I mean, it's like, okay, really? Come on, you're 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 gonna you're gonna put some cred to somebody that's got uh, anonymous keyboard courage for real? I mean, come on! I mean, are 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 we really that desperate for motivation? And what's the matter with somebody that just wants to be great? 
What does Barkley say all the time? It's all these guys sitting in their grandma's basement with their drawers on, eating Cheetos, tweeting all the time. <laughs> it's like, it's probably, that's what he's it is. probably right. He's probably right. Yeah. Eating Cheetos and, right. and and Oreos for dessert. I love it. I love it. So anyway, check out the article. By the Sports way, I Illustrated. Really like Cheetos. <laughs> Who doesn't? Right? I mean, Cheetos are really good. Give me a PB and J, a side of Cheetos, and a glass of milk. This is an interesting – we heard from uh, Bucky Brooks as we started this segment. By the way, I, I did like his Wild Wild West comment. It's and, going and, to be different. Well, and he, and he alluded to something that, that uh, me and him are, are agreement on and that and I mentioned to you, and was it last week or the week so. before, yeah. about possibly using some of your equity that you have now to convert that into more equity in the future by trading away some current draft picks to gain – future draft picks mm-hmm. to where you can move some of that equity into a year in which you have more certainty. And what I mean by that is that next year you'll have teams in college that will be playing. You won't have players opting out. You won't be making a lot of decisions and personnel based on faith. You'll be making it more on concrete evidence. And so uh, I, I like I like Bucky, uh, Bucky's statement there, and uh, and hopefully the Jaguars do a little bit of that. But I'm not saying that they have to do that. I'm just saying that I would be personally encouraged because as much as you hear Trent Baalke use the term value, I'm a big believer in that there's value in having numbers of picks, quantity, because of the, of the percentages that exist in acquiring a player that's going to be successful. The more picks you have, <laughs> the better right. you're going to be. <laughs> right. The more uh, tickets you have in the raffle, you have a better chance hey, look, to It's win, like the right? ping pong balls, you know, yeah, for right. the NBA exactly. draft, right? Yeah. I mean, don't they do it that way? Yeah, I, yes. The I more balls you got in yeah. the hopper, the better chance you're going to have of winning. So get more balls in the hopper. This is a, you know, it's one of those, and I, I'm sure we'll hear a lot more about this after the draft, but the scouting process this year of college players, you know. And and the importance of first off a big rolodex for each scout, you know, to, to find out information on guys because they couldn't go on campus this year and do campus visits. They, you know, they could go to certain games, but they couldn't go in the building like they used to. Right. You know, just a different um, building of information this year. They had background stuff from the year prior on some of these guys. Of course, it goes along. It's not just one year of information, but. This last year of football played is the the most recent, of, of course, and the most important and the most uh, the, the one that you lean on the most, I think, sure. going into the draft. And the way information is built, I think, this year and the way draft boards are built off that information, I think will be fascinating if anybody will actually tell you the truth at the end of the draft. Well, I, I think this year when uh, we had a conversation a while back and I, I said that this is really where your scouting department's going to earn their money. That's right. And, and you're really going to find out how good your scouting department is. Because when, when you don't have as much evidence, I guess you could say, then you have to forecast a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You have to predict a little bit more. You have to guess a little bit more, whatever you want to call it. And so the scouts that have a little bit more Acumen in those categories are going to have an advantage, but then also the the number of scouts that have great relationships that they can talk to people that know the prospects and that they can trust 
the word of these people that they're talking to. The scouts that have developed those type of relationships are going to be the ones that end up having more accurate information for the decision makers, for a Trent Baalke or for an Urban Meyer when they do decide that they're going to pick somebody. So, so this is a year where, look, scouting departments are, are going to be under the microscope a little bit. And I know there's going to be a lot of change in every scouting department that has had some type of change at the top. You will see, I believe, this year after the draft, you will see a lot of changes in multiple in all scouting departments, whether or not there was a change at the top, simply because of the fact that now is the time that the scouts have to show their worth. And if they don't show their worth in a year in which there was a pandemic, there's, there's going to be some that are on the out, plain and simple. Let's come back in a moment. We've got defensive talk ahead, Logs. I know you like that. Joe Cullen spoke with John Osher this week. And he described what the Jaguars' defense will be. Kind of. We'll see. We're about halfway home. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by Dreamfinders Homes. Homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill. Everyone's invited. And Adeco. Visit adecousa.com. On the road, there's a thin line between safety and tragedy. Don't cross it. Give law enforcement, first responders, and service professionals the space to safely do their jobs. When you see flashing lights, move over a lane or slow down 20 miles per hour below the posted speed limit. See lights? Move over, Florida. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles and the Florida Highway Patrol. Forever Vets Animal Hospital has always been about helping animals with same-day appointments, walk-ins, and extended hours. Keeping your pets healthy is important to their experienced and dedicated staff. From preventive care, surgical, diagnostic, and emergency procedures, they offer quality pet care at a reasonable cost. Your pets deserve the best, and that's Forever Vets. Visit ForeverVets.com to learn more and book your first free office exam today. They can't wait to have you as a part of the Forever Vets family. Floridians know what it means to stand together. That's why Florida Blue is committed to the people of Florida by providing health care with lower costs and higher quality. Enroll within 60 days of life-changing events, such as losing your job, to get benefits like plans as low as $0 a month and up to $500 per year towards your premiums and wellness rewards. Call 1-800-750-0164 or visit floridablue.com slash care today. Florida Blue is a trade name of Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Florida Incorporated. These health benefit plans have limitations and exclusions. Committed to the team. Committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. Hey, Jaguars fans, are you ready to talk some trash? Well, nobody talks trash quite like Waste Pro, the official waste service and recycling partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Specializing in residential and commercial solid waste and recycling collection, processing, and disposal, Waste Pro is equipped to handle all your recycling and garbage removal needs. For service, call 904-731-7288. Waste Pro, caring for communities 
and caring for Jacksonville. Starting April 28th, get ready for adventure. Travel Camp presents the Jacksonville RV Stadium Show and Duval Draft Experience. This is the place for the largest selection of RVs, including new towables from top brands. Factory reps will be on site with discounts and incentives. Special financing is available for this event only. Plus, check out product demos, win cool prizes, and meet special guests. The Jacksonville RV Stadium Show, April 28th to May 2nd, and Duval Draft Experience, April 29th. Free parking in Lot M. One word, offense. It is an offense-heavy draft. You look at the top ten, It's probably you'll have at least nine players from the offensive side of the ball selected in the first round. You look at the uh, first round overall, I mean, you may have two-thirds of it the offensive players. Uh, so it's really an offensive-driven class. When you break it down further, you're looking at wide receiver, you're looking at offensive tackle, you're looking at quarterback. On the offensive side of the ball, which are the best positions in this draft. So if you need any of those positions, you're looking for some offensive players, uh, this is a year to have a lot of picks. That's Tony Pauline, the NFL draft analyst at ProFootballNetwork.com, longtime draft analyst, a number of different sites on the Ozone podcast. Earlier today on the official Jaguars podcast network, breaking down the 2021 NFL draft. Check it out there. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman. This is Jaguars Happy Hour, and we continue. That's uh, it, it, you know. Have you listened to the Ozone podcast? You should. I haven't listened to the one with Tony Pauline yet. You've listened, but to I it will. In the Tony past. Pauline does a great job. He does. Yeah, he does a great job for a long time. Uh, very, very informed. Has his own opinion, and then also is pretty, pretty connected to where he can offer some opinions that are are floating around the league. So uh, that that's a that would be, I would say, if you want to listen to something that would be worthy. That right there, Tony Pauline, and yep. of course, because of John Ozone. I was going to ask also. you next, what do you think of John Ozone? Yeah, I'm a, bi- I'm a big fan of Ozone. <laughs> we all are, yeah. yes, for sure. Trust me, and I, I, I say that kind of jokingly, but I also say that very seriously because there's not very many pages that go uncovered when Ozone is on the job. It's true. Oh, there's his music. He has his own intro. That's, what? That's how big he is. Ozone does? Yeah, he does. Can you play that again? Yeah, we're going to play the whole, you know, he. It's like he's going to walk out and go into the wrestling, the squared circle. Here he comes. That's his intro. I like it. Yeah. So when he comes on the pregame show or whatever. The only thing he's, he, uh, I I would encourage him, and I haven't seen him lately, but I will the next time I see him, on social media, and I can't remember, I think it's his Instagram account or something like that. He's got this picture where he's wearing, Joe, it's like a black fedora and he's wearing sunglasses you know and he's trying to look cool <laughs> i think it was one of those video mailbags he used to do probably yeah. and it, it's it's a <laughs> terrible look it's terrible it's as bad as when he had the ponytail back in the oh, day oh see i i've heard of this ponytail and he he told us on jaguars reporters the other week there was a mullet question that came up since gardner had the mullet thing so i asked hey, you know that my question was would you ever consider a mullet? My answer was no. Ashlyn was like, no, nah, I'm good. And then Zone was like, yeah, well, I had the ponytail, 
But Pete Prisco had what was almost a mullet back in those days. It wouldn't quite qualify. No, Pete didn't have a mullet. You, I had a mullet. Had a mullet. I didn't have a mullet. You didn't when have I got a Gardner Minshew mullet. I didn't have a mullet here. I had a mullet when I was in New York. New York, and yes. but the back was pretty darn long, wasn't it? In New York, yeah. Oh yeah, it made John o- o- Osher's ponytail look like pigtails. <laughs> I mean, right. John's John. Seriously, no, seriously. John had a ponytail that was about yay long. What, uh, what two yeah, inches I know long. that there's people listening on radio. Yeah. Yay's about two inches. Okay. So, I mean, once he Good. got the band, the rubber band, and maybe it was sticking out two inches past the rubber band. Right. Maybe. Okay. And that was when he put this little ponytail up in the center of his head. Okay. Which indicates that he was grasping for hair. Because he had a hard time getting it. My ponytail, on the other hand, it was... About yay long. How long is that? I don't know. Foot? Yeah, 10, 10 11 inches, inches something like that. Okay. Yay long is about 10 inches. Okay. That was a ponytail, but it was also kind of a semi-mullet because the sides, <laughs> they weren't as quite as right. long. So, But see, it wasn't, you know, you've seen the latest Gardner Minshew picture. I'm probably, I'm sure you have to have. So he put a new photo out of, he got his mullet worked on the other I day. have not. It is... It's all he has left to do is make a country album, and he's perfect because he's leaned up against a fence post with uh-huh. a shirt open and a new haircut and the whole thing. Uh, okay. I'm not going to pull it up right and now. And does that help make him a better quarterback? I I don't think so. Okay, well, I would suggest that he I probably do more of those things. Okay, well, there you go. I, I don't know why I we mean, got off on the haircut. Because if I, were, I am if, not certainly not qualified to I would discuss focus hair. more on that. I'm not me. I would focus more on the football thing. I'm unqualified, really, on both matters: hair, you know, quarterbacking, all that. But you could grow a a mullet. I could grow the the party end of it, not the business end. What do you mean? You're looking right at me, dude. A a mullet is nothing. Not about what's on the top. No, it's business in the front, party in the back. Right. You got. I can't do the front. Business is business. Business doesn't have to look (laughs) good, Jake. What it is. Business doesn't matter. Business is slow. Business can be slow. Business can be slick. Business can be bald. It doesn't matter. Business is certainly the latter. You still can grow the party. Darn right. Darn right I can. Let's move to our defensive talk, <laughs> shall we? We promised it. Let's get to Joe Cullen with John Osher this week on Jaguars.com. And really the, the big notable quote out of this article, and there are many, no offense, John, uh, was talking about what this defense is going to look like. Everybody's talking about 3-4, all the, A bunch of fans want 3-4, and they're making such a big thing of this thing. And here's what Joe said. He said, quote, it's a hybrid and basically said it's an attacking defense with multiple looks of 3-4 and 4-3, and you can suit it to your personnel, which is what we've said basically right. all offseason. Which is what good coaches do. Coaches cater their system to match or to best utilize the personnel that they have. And if that has 3-4 elements, then it has 3-4 elements. If it has 4-3 elements, then 4-3 elements. It, 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 it should be able to, to do both. It could change week to week too. The one common on the, team you're playing. the one common thread, though, that Joe talked about throughout this scheme talk mm-hmm. was one word: relentless. That's the important word. When you have because schemes matter, but they matter less when you have players that are playing in a relentless fashion, and it gives you a chance to win. So. 
I think that that's the most important thing that Joe will bring to this defense is a relentless performance attitude from the players. That's the way Joe coached. That's the way his rushman played. And that's the way he will, I think, set the tempo for this defense. Because the one thing he said in that interview, you always can control your effort. And that is extremely true. And so Joe is, is right along the line because, look, there's always talent differences. You're not going to be able to fix all the defensive inadequacies that you have this year. But you can also make up for some of those with effort. Right. And like Urban says, right, if you're going to make a mistake, just go fast. Go have that effort. Have that relentless. <laughs> have that plus two mentality. Yeah. And then – we can coach the things later, you know. Yeah, well, and get you, you want right. you want to make sure you're doing things fast. I get but, that, but you know, I, and I also understand what you're saying. But to, 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 you know, the one thing that I will say, and I don't know exactly what Urban, what the words he used were. You want to definitely do something fast, and if you're going to make a mistake, make it at speed, right? Yeah. But you also would rather Just not don't make, make a the mistake. mistake. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> it's better that you don't make a mistake. <laughs> Thanks, Logs. Because there are times, and this is a fact, we were actually uh, talking a couple of days ago, was talking with Leon Searcy. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and Leon had asked me, what was my first big moment that I realized in the NFL? Like, oh, my gosh. It was like what I call, or Leon called, the welcome to the NFL moment. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, when Urban and Joe are talking about performance and they want players to be fast and they want performance to be relentless, there are always going to be players that no matter how good you are, you're going to lose on a play. That's just the way it is. The other players get paid too. And that will happen. You're just trying to minimize the frequency of that occurrence. Because I remember when I was a rookie, JP, mm-hmm. There was a left tackle for the Colts by the name of Chris Hinton. He remember played on, went on, played for the Atlanta Falcons as well. Chris Hinton was blocking me down the field 10 to 20 yards on one play, just kicking my butt. And it was embarrassing. And that was one of my welcome to the NFL moments. But the welcome to the NFL moments never stopped there. Back when, when I came to Jacksonville and we signed – the most expensive tackle in the history of the game at that time, Leon Searcy, and we brought him in here. Mm -hmm. And me and Leon were doing a one-on-one pass drill, and Leon had great punch. I mean, epic punch. One of the best punches in the league. And so my pass rush move was the old uh, Mr. Miyagi, wax on, wax off. You know, you knock the hands down. Well, I tried to time that up for Leon to knock his hands down and missed, and then he jabbed me in my chest, and I was doing the horizontal bump to the ground on my back because Leon put it to me. I was in year seven. That's not a welcome to the NFL moment. That's an example of the other guys just was better sometimes. It happens. That's the NFL. So you just hope to minimize those things. Right. You know? Right. And not have them happen a whole lot. Good idea. Good plan, Logs. That's that's a good plan. But I'm excited about Joe Cullen. You know, this is a great oh, we opportunity. All are. We had him on here right after him. they hired him. Yeah, It's a, it's a great opportunity yeah. for him. There's not many people that come from the ranks of defensive line coach in the National Football League that rise to the position of defensive coordinator. And I'm excited about his opportunity. I'm excited about him because I've been a big fan of Joe Cullen for a long period of time. 
have stayed in touch with him uh, after meeting him when he came through here. I don't remember what year it was. It was the last year was 2012. Yeah, they all kind of run together a little bit. They do. Sometimes. They but do. Uh, but I'm excited for him, and I'm excited the opportunity that he has under Urban Meyer, and also the excitement that this organization now has around it. Let's come back in a moment. We'll go around the National Football League, and if you're looking for a way to stay active and eat healthy, you can join Jags alumni players as they teach football fundamentals and join members of the Roar as they make their favorite dairy snacks. Visit jaguars.com slash community and fuel greatness from anywhere. Back in a moment, it's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hey, it's the Good Greek Spiro, and I am proud to announce that Good Greek Moving and Storage is now the official mover of your Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are making all of the right moves, and you should too. So when it's time for you to move, do it like the Jags and call the Good Greek. Simply dial star star Greek from your cell, or go to goodgreek.com. That's goodgreek.com. Good Greek Moving and Storage, official movers of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Good Greek Moving and Storage, your superhero movers. Any repeated physical activity puts stress on the body. Checking your phone, getting in the car, sitting at your desk. Checking the phone, getting in your car, sitting at your desk. Checking your phone for the 50th time today. If you do anything with regularity, you should get massaged with regularity. Massage Envy. Keep your body working. Regular body work makes the body work with massage, skin care, and stretch. Come in today for more information or visit MassageEnvy.com for more details. Pinpoint, the official signage partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, helps business decision makers like you maximize the impact of their brand. Your company's identification, advertising, and even the words you use make an impression on your clients. With Pinpoint as your coach, you can make sure it's a good impression. Pinpoint provides the creative design and production services for anything you need to enhance your brand, from custom signage to complete marketing solutions. Step up your game with Pinpoint and create the ultimate brand experience for your clients. Visit experiencepinpoint.com. Jaguars fans, did you know that with Drizzly, you can get Tito's Handmade Vodka delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Well, you can. And now they're giving all fans $10 off their first order. Use the code JAGS10 at checkout. Just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com and make sure you're all set to mix it up with Tito's Handmade Vodka for the perfect game day. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. And remember to use the special code JAGS10 to save $10 on your first order. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Jaguars fans, are you excited about draft day? Get in on the action. Enter the TIAA Bank Meet the Pick sweepstakes today for your chance to win a special meet and greet experience with the Jaguars draft pick. Learn more at TIAABank.com slash meet the pick. No purchase required to enter or win and will not increase your chances of winning. Open legal residence of 50 United States and D.C. 18 years and older. Entry period from March 29, 2021 through April 29, 2021. To enter in for official rules, prize description, odds of winning, and other details, visit TIAABank.com slash meet the pick. Sponsor and administrator TIAA Bank, a division of TIAA FSP. Starting April 28th, get ready for adventure. Travel Camp presents the Jacksonville RV Stadium Show and Duval Draft Experience. This is the place for the largest selection of RVs, including new towables from top brands. Factory reps will be on site with discounts and incentives. Special financing is available for this event only. Plus, check out product demos, win cool prizes, and meet special guests. The Jacksonville RV Stadium Show, April 28th to May 2nd, and Duval Draft Experience, April 29th. Free parking in Lot M.
Welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Duval Motor Company. And season ticket renewals are overdue. April 9th was the deadline. So if you have not renewed your season tickets and you're up for renewal, you better do it now. You better call now because those who put in deposits for 2021 and beyond will soon have their opportunity to pick their seats. And they could pick yours. So call 633-2000, visit jaguars.com, or check for that renewal link in your email and do it today. uh, Tim and Jim, they need to uh, give me a holler from the ticketing department because (laughs) I'm ready to renew. Oh, we could get that done today. We could do it live on the air if you'd like. Uh, No? You want me to call them up? (laughs) No, no, don't do it. No, we don't need to do that. That would be hilarious. We'll dial them up. (laughs) Yeah. But, okay, we can make that happen, though, before you leave today, Lawrence. My, my good buddies, Tim and Jim. They're, they're great people. Yes. Yes. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll make sure you're taken care of, Lawrence. Oh, they always take good care of me. That's right. Yeah, they, they take very good care of me. But now you're I will. a loyal season ticket member. Thank uh, you. I have been for a long time. Thank you for that. We appreciate that. It's a good time. It's a really good time. I even had season tickets uh, at the very beginning. Did you know that? When you played? Yeah. Really? How about that? <laughs> yeah. They gave them to us. How about that? <laughs> you still have the same seats today? Uh, no. Or do you know? No, no. Uh, different. Hmm. Different. But it was, uh, it, w- it was pretty cool that back in the very beginning, the origins of this franchise, there was a little bit of a scuttle going on about because players got season tickets across the league. And you're supposed to get good tickets. Oh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I think at the beginning there was a little bit of a, um, let's put the players over here in the corner. <laughs> right. Yeah, that didn't go over very well. Didn't last long. No, nah, that didn't either. last very long. Let's go around the National Football League, and this has been announced within the last 30 minutes or so. The National Football League has announced a tri-exclusive official sports betting partners. Multi-year agreements with Caesars Entertainment, DraftKings, and FanDuel is the league's first-ever U.S. sportsbook partnerships. The official casino sponsor of the NFL is Caesars Entertainment. DraftKings renews the rights as the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. So, uh, Caesars, DraftKings, and FanDuel have a right to integrate relevant sports betting content directly into NFL media properties, NFL.com, the NFL app. Uh, They've got NFL highlight uh, abilities now on DraftKings and FanDuel. Uh, Multi-year agreements, as we said. Uh, They can leverage NFL marks within the sports betting category and activate around retail and online sports betting. So how about that, right? Because remember some years ago, and not, not even that long ago, Tony Romo, couldn't do a fantasy football convention near a casino. Yeah. And here we are. It's yeah, five years later. And that, that was the NFL being hypocritical at the time, wanting to uh, essentially keep everything in their court. And uh, the league has run away from any kind of associations with gambling for many years, but now they've discovered that they can make a lot of money with it. Yes. And Still have to keep the integrity of the game Crystal Which clear, you never though. want to lose that, Obviously. and I don't believe that they will, but uh, it definitely is a different landscape when it comes to that. No but doubt. it's good, but I think it's good. I mean, a lot of people enjoy that, that, that aspect of the game. Some people want to bet on every aspect of a the game. They want to bet on the coin toss. Yeah. Why? I have no idea. I just, 
I just know that that there are people that enjoy that. Correct. And if that's what you enjoy, more power to you. Well, you can have uh, different, more official ways now through the NFL, it sounds like, to do that. Uh, Jadavion Clowney, familiar name. We know him in this division well. He has signed logs with the Cleveland Browns one year up to $10 million. That includes this, a $4.5 million signing bonus, $2.5 million guaranteed salary this year, a million dollars if he makes the roster, 46-man roster, $2 million in incentives. That includes $1 million in playing time and a million in sacks. In all, it's one year, $8 million base, up to $10 million. And he had as many sacks as you and I combined last year. Well, that's, I mean, first of all, he didn't play a lot. He was hurt. And so that obviously kept his numbers down. But Clowney has never been a big sack guy. His special ability is how he can literally disrupt an entire offense. But it's, it's a challenge, I think, defensively for coordinators to find a way to utilize him and to still keep the defense sound. So what I, what I mean by that is that typically a player, positional player, has an assignment. If you do that assignment, everybody else is able to do their job. Clowney's special ability is sometimes going off of that assignment that has been drawn up and then just utilizing his ability to create something. And that's where he gets special. And it's hard to manage a player like that within a scheme. Sure, yeah. Can the Cleveland Browns do that? If they can, they will reap serious benefit to Clowney's performance. And number two, he's got to stay healthy, which he has been unable to do. Cordero Patterson, wide receiver, signed with the Falcons. One year, $3 million. Great return man, of course. It's now his fifth team in nine seasons. Eight career kick return touchdowns and two straight Pro Bowls. Of course, uh, most recently he was used as receiver. Lined up at running back. And Arthur Smith, I'm sure, is, you know, devising some different plays for him in the gadget offense. Arthur Smith, former Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator, now the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. And he does have a lot of ability. And I mean, and I'm talking Patterson, a lot of ability to do different things. He has never been a quote-unquote wide receiver. He's a guy that does better when the ball is handed off to him. Mm -hmm. He is a legitimate home run threat in the return game. Reverses, speed reverses, running back, screens. He has special abilities, but you have to manage him in a way that you can't expect him to be a receiver to touch the ball. He does better when the ball is either handed to him or it's show it's thrown a very short distance to get the ball in his hands. So he will be in Atlanta, and uh, we'll see them because the Jags added the Falcons, that 17th uh, game this year. And By the way, the schedule apparently is going to come out after the draft. We kind of already knew that, but uh, a week or so probably after the draft, we'll get the official schedule. Jim McMahon in the news this week. How about that? McMahon said in an interview this week that Green Bay was the best franchise he was with in the NFL. Well, you of course, know, he won a Super Bowl with the Chicago Bears. Well, he won a Super Bowl with the Green Bay Packers, too. Correct. But on Chicago, he said, quote, I think it's where quarterbacks go to die, end quote. He was the backup, of course, for Favre in Green Bay when they won Super Bowl 31. Well, I mean, it's, it's 
kind of what it uh, is, right? He's not wrong. Well, they they, they haven't had a, a, a quarterback of significance in the National Football League in a long time. And you could say that Jim McMahon was not a quarterback of significance because in, in 1985 he was in, what, like year three of being uh, in the National Football League, and they just certainly didn't win because of him. They, they He wasn't a, a, a negative for that football team. He did a very good job, but the defense – is what won that Super Bowl for the Chicago Bears. I mean, that was, uh, heck, that was the Super Bowl shuffle, man, the video, <laughs> right? everything. I mean, the defense was just was amazing. So, you know, and, and Jim, Jim's always been a little off. You know, so I, I, don't, I don't put a whole lot into what he says because, you know what, that may change. The, the, the Bears may end, up get it, may end up getting a quarterback in the draft and turns out to be a great player, and all of a sudden Chicago is now quarterback rich. You never know. Think about this, and you know, I think of all people that I, I uh, Vito Stolino at one point tweeted this some m- while ago, and it stuck in my mind. Vito st- actually tweeted? He, he tweets. Oh, he tweets, all right. Yes, he does. <laughs> but it was about the Bears quarterbacks and their history, right? Well, the last Bears quarterback. Go back a long time. To go in the Hall of Fame, Sid Luckman. Yeah, but you know, here's the thing, It's JP. crazy. Sid Luckman was damn good. Yeah, I, I I hope so. Sure. I mean, Sid Luckman but was, that's the last one really from good. the Bears. Okay, um, if, but here's the thing: at least they had Sid Luckman. <laughs> There's some teams in the National <laughs> Football League that you could say the same thing about, and but they don't have a Sid Luckman. So at least they had Sid Luckman, right? Uh, the Jags don't. I yes, mean, yes. What do you think? Do the, do the Jaguars have a Sid Luckman? No. No. No, not at all. That's my point. Yeah. No, they don't have Mark one. Brunell was really good. Good. He wasn't Sid Luckman. Wasn't, wasn't anywhere near no. Sid Luckman. No. Maybe the guy coming in could be. Maybe. That'd be nice. That'd be fantastic. We'll take that. Uh, in a minute. Deshaun Watson. Is he Sid Luckman? Uh, that would be Sid Bad Luckman. Yeah, it's not going well. The saga continues. One of the 22 plaintiffs dropped her case against Watson, but a new lawsuit came in from another woman. So the total's back at 22 now. Not good. The judges ruled last week that 13 plaintiffs would have to reveal their names. Only two up to that point had been publicly identified, and the Houston PD is open an investigation now. The NFL investigation continues. So that's the latest. Whatever happens. Nothing really new. Whatever happens. The one thing we do know, Deshaun Watson's reputation is ruined. I mean, whether he ends up being guilty criminally or not, the the admission, I think, uh, by his lawyer that there was consensual acts mm-hmm. and then all these massage therapists and, you know, and he's 40-some-odd massage therapists in the, in the court of public opinion – People are now looking at Deshaun Watson that he's not a high-quality guy. It didn't take long either, by the way, for all that to go. It down takes in years flames. to build a good reputation. It takes minutes to tear it down. Logs, you were digging deep on today's show. I like that. I tried, JP. I tried. It's great to see you. Great to be seen. We'll catch you next week. Maybe we got Joe Fortunato, Brent Reaver, maybe Jeff Logovan, maybe JP Shadrick. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.